Information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to be taken as medical advice. Always visit your doctor before beginning any new nutritional or health program. Implement information and advice from this podcast carefully and at your own risk. Welcome to the Eternal Crown Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Dukes, the owner of Eternal Crown Clothing and your teacher for how to live the Eternal Crown Lifestyle. The mission of the Eternal Crown Lifestyle is to inspire, encourage, and motivate you to pursue your purpose and leave a lasting legacy. You accomplish this by training and strengthening your mind, body, and spirit. In this podcast, I share my training tips through my stories of life, business, travel, fitness, and my missions work. If you enjoy this podcast and get value from it, please subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode with a friend. This is my story that is still being written and the adventure that I'm currently on. Thanks for joining in and riding along with me today. All right, so I just decided that it would be a good idea to record today for a little bit because today is April 26, 2022, and I need to get in the habit of recording for um, for the journal purposes recording things for the Africa story. And so just a quick update. Um, So last Friday, April 22nd, 2022, I received my passport back in the mail with my approved Congo visa. And what's kind of interesting about that is on that day, three years prior, April 22nd, 2019, I was actually flying home from Monterey, Mexico back to Austin, Texas. And why that's significant is that trip to Monterey, Mexico was my first international trip with my passport. Um, I had gotten my passport in, I think it was like July 2018, somewhere around there. And then this trip that I took in April of 2019 was like a first step of just faith and risk, you know, to go to another country by myself using my visa. And later that year, you know, I would then go to Nigeria in August or sorry, I would get the opportunity presented to me to go to Nigeria in August. And in November, I would actually go. And that would be my second international trip with my new passport. And that would be my first time going to Africa. So the timing of all that is just really cool. So the reason I wanted to um, record today is because today being April 26, 2022, it's a Tuesday, and it's actually exactly three weeks from the day that my flight leaves to start this new life and new adventure in Africa. So by this time... In three weeks, I will be in Washington, D.C. 
and I will be in the midst of like an 18 hour layover um, before the next day, tomorrow, um, three weeks from now, my flight to um, the Congo actually really begins, or to the Burundi actually begins. But yeah, it's pretty wild. Three weeks away. Um, went to the eye doctor today to get a new pair of glasses and also to get some contacts. Thought maybe my prescription was going to get up, upgraded, but um, we decided to stick with the same, which, you know, seems okay to me. Uh, but I am switching from daily contacts to monthly contacts so they'll you know won't have to take as many with me when i travel um and and they'll last longer but yeah i mean three weeks out it's it's coming faster and faster still got a lot of things i need to get done i'm incredibly excited um there, there's still some things that, you know, some unknowns. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what to pack. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if I should bring my laptop or should, should try to handle everything that I would do on my laptop on my phone. Not sure yet if that's the best route to take. Um, also, you know, just have to figure out what to do with you know, clothes-wise, what to pack. I have, you know, supplies that I got to pack, you know, water filtration stuff, some camping-style survival stuff that needs to come. And then I've got some extra things that I would like to take, um, like a new set of workout bands that I got, some camera stuff, some journaling stuff, um, and then obviously, you know, some bathroom stuff that I'll want to take. And so I just got to see how I'm going to be able to fit everything and stay within the restrictions that I have. Um, I get one checked bag that has to be 50 pounds or less. I get one carry-on bag that I believe is like 24 pounds or less. And then I get a personal item, which would be my backpack, which would contain my laptop and a few other things. But I can't pack it too full because it has to fit under my seat. And that's it. That's all I'm going to be able to have for an entire year almost in Africa. Um, the other thing that's kind of cool that I'll, I'll share is, I thought this was kind of unique. That same Friday that I got my passport back with the visa, um, the head of SOS Adventure, um, Johannes, he shared a post on his Facebook page and it was a video of the new gym that they had built on the base in Kilgoris, Kenya um, that they were getting ready to have available. I thought that was pretty cool because that means, you know, obviously it wasn't there for the last entire year and now it's going to be available. Now, the only thing about that is, you know, I won't actually be in Kenya till around September. So, you know, it's not like I won't be going straight there and be able to use it or anything like that, but it'll be available. 
when I'm there in September. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I believe by that time, I will have probably lost a significant amount of weight and gotten in better shape just from all the walking and not sitting around as much and eating less processed things and having just lower calorie um, consumption. So, you know, it'd be kind of cool to be able to work out there. I'm hoping to stay consistent with working out while I'm there and possibly even shoot some videos and just show workouts being done in cool places, remote places in Africa. Um, we'll just see what that looks like. I don't know. I don't know how much filming I'm actually going to be able to do. I'm still trying to figure that out because part of being with SOS, you know, is about being in the moment, staying focused on the task and, and focused on the people and not, you know, doing so much filming and, and kind of, you know, touristy sightseeing. But I know being an intern, it'll probably be a little bit different because um, I will have a lot more time outside of festivals and outside of those activities. So should be able to, to figure out a way to kind of encapsulate everything. I also just want to address the fact that uh, although I feel really excited, um, there's, there's still, you know, parts of me that, you know, it's unknown and, and that's uncomfortable. And, and so I can feel that uncomfortableness trying to like rise up and whatever it does, um, I just remind myself like any of those things that rise up, like, what am I going to do about luggage? What if I can't pack this? What if I can't take that? What about the layover? You know, what about this? All the things that try to rise up and just like cause me to stress or worry about things. I just try to eliminate those things by reminding myself this is a life, a, an amazing life opportunity, you know, a life changing opportunity. And it's so exciting. It's going to be so fun and it's so worth it all the uncomfortableness, it's going to be so worth it. This experience, this adventure is going to be so worth it that none of those little things that are trying to distract me or steal my peace, like they just don't matter. Like if all I ended up taking for an entire year was a carry-on bag with just a few items of clothing, like that's still going to be worth it. Like that, you know, like, I would still do it, and it would be amazing, and so when I think about, like, what if I can't pack this, I just think, if I couldn't take anything, and I just had to wear the clothes on my back, and just, you know, buy new clothes when I got there, it would be worth it, because of what this experience is going to be, and so I remind myself of that when I'm thinking of all these what ifs and possibilities that try to steal my peace. I'm like, it, it's going to be worth it. The amazing testimonies that are going to come out of this of people being healed and people being delivered and people encountering the love of God and people giving their lives to Christ and 
and everything that's going to happen in me, you know, um, having so much time without media as a distraction, without, you know, food being a distraction, without comfort being a distraction, just so many things. And, and going to a place where, you know, where everything changes. I mean, a new environment that I'm not used to, new people that I'm not used to, new activities that I'm not used to, just new food that I'm not used to, just new, just new, new, new. And with where I'm at in life, it's needed. It's needed, and and that's why I keep reminding myself that, like, all those other things just really don't matter. You know, I've got things I want to take care of before I leave, but I keep thinking, like, you know, if I don't get all those things done, it doesn't matter. Like, those aren't the important things. Like, I'm not going to let things hold me back, you know? I'm just going to trust, and, and that's really what this is about, is stepping out into greater trust of the Lord and and just increasing my faith for everything that I'm called to do. And the surprising thing is, you know, for it to be taking place this late in life. I mean, I am turning 40 this year. I'll be turning 40 over there in Africa. Uh, particularly, it looks like, you know, that should uh, should be in Kenya at that time. And it's just... It feels like, man, like, like this is happening a lot later than I expected. But, you know, Jesus probably felt the same way, right? You know, he didn't begin his ministry until he was 30. So that's kind of interesting. And a little bit of revelation that I feel like I got from the Lord was a while back that, you know, that this is this this time in Africa the Lord said, you know, that this is my John the Baptist season. And I was kind of like, okay, I'm not totally sure what that means. Um, so I just kind of looked up some things on John the Baptist. And I wrote in one of my journals, you know, some characteristics of John the Baptist's life. And it was pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool to see that. And, and it kind of brought a little more clarity, I think, to what was actually being said. And I'm going to try to find it real quick. I'm flipping through my journal to see where I wrote it. There, here we go. So I actually wrote it on March 30th, 2022. <clears throat> and so these are just a few other things that I wrote down about John the Baptist's life. So it says, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Obviously, I have to be filled with the Holy Spirit to really get the most out of this experience and, and to be able to do the things that I'm going to be called to do. And one of the most exciting parts of this whole adventure is stepping into so much new and uncomfortableness that it's going to just require me to be that much more dependent and focused on hearing and following the leading of Holy Spirit. So I'm really excited about that. Um, 
also says that John the Baptist turned the Israelites to God. And so what that makes me think of is it's a shift from religion to relationship. So that's something that I love to do is help people to shift their focus from a religion and, and kind of rules and restrictions and just following the letter of the law to having a relationship with God through Christ. And, and that's a daily thing and that's conversation and that's real. And that's the kind of thing that will help somebody survive the difficult times. Religion's not going to get you through the really challenging times, but a relationship with God, that will help you get through the tough times. And then it says, he had the spirit and power of Elijah. So that makes me think of, you know, miracles and signs. You know, Elijah did many miracles and signs. And I'm expecting that. Not in and of myself, but the Holy Spirit working through me. I'm expecting to see blind eyes open and tumors falling off of people and cancers healed. And I'm expecting to, to have the mute speak and the deaf hear and the crippled walk. I'm, I'm expecting that. I'm expecting those kind of things. And, and even, you know, other signs as far as signs taking place in nature and, and through God's creation, uh, signs and wonders taking place through multiplications of things and just amazing, amazing things. Uh, it says he prepared the people for the Lord's coming. Obviously, you know, called to make disciples. Turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. That's pretty awesome because, you know, part of my call is to the youth. And so this is both ways, I think, you know, helping the fathers to really connect with their children, but also preparing the youth for their call. And I believe there will be a major aspect of this time in Africa that is focused on the youth. I don't know yet what that looks like, but I'm excited. It says, cause the rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Now that's pretty awesome because operating in God's wisdom is really important. And that's God's wisdom counteracts the foolish things of the world and, and people that think they've got it all figured out and all this stuff. When the wisdom of God comes in, it's unconventional. It doesn't look like the norm. And so um, I really love just operating in the wisdom of God and speaking to people and having it just create a profound impact of lifestyle and change in their lives and breakthrough. And then I'm able to look back and be like, yeah, that wasn't me, you know, because cause that's not the way that in the natural I would have told people to do something or, you know, the strategy I would have had. And then it says, you know, he was a prophet of the Lord. And I definitely feel called to the prophetic and to prophesy told people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. That's a big part, you know, leading people into repentance of their sins and, and helping them find salvation. You know, that's part of being an evangelist and 
this whole internship is focused on evangelism and outreach. It says, now this is, it was a big revelation for me. It says he lived in the wilderness. And this is my John the Baptist wilderness season is what the Lord said until he began his public ministry. So what this really seems to speak to me is that this is like a real preparation period. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be in the wilderness isolated and all this stuff. I'm going to be doing ministry. But in the context of the bigger picture, this is like my wilderness time where the Lord is going to prepare me. The Lord is going to teach me. The Lord is going to take me deeper into my call and that on the other side of this, whether that's a year, whether it's longer than a year, when this season ends, that's when whatever my public ministry, whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be working in a church or being, you know, I, it doesn't have to be the traditional thing, but whatever it looks like, that's when, I guess the best way to say it is that's when I believe more exposure is going to come, more opportunities are going to come. But I, but I got to be ready. My character's got to be right. My focus has to be right. My connection with the Lord has to be strong and first. And I've really got to be hearing the Holy Spirit. And I've got to be following the leading of the Spirit very clearly without distraction and confusion. And then it says, He told the people to take care of the poor and hungry. That's you know, a big part of my heart is, is helping the needy and those less fortunate and you know in Africa it is a poorer people now they may be poor physically and and that but but they're you know they're not poor in spirit they're not poor in life and in love and in joy they're actually you know very rich in those things so that's really awesome but physically you know they do have some needs and you know we'll get to help minister to that and I know that's a big call of my future is to help people in that area, um, especially with my call and, and passion for kingdom entrepreneurialism. And then the last part is told the people to live righteously, not just act and speak it. So, you know, live righteously, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just putting on a facade. It's more than just saying the right words. It's more than just having scripture memorized. It's living it. You know, people need to see it lived out. It needs to be genuine. It needs to be authentic. It needs to be real. And I would say, you know, a big part of that is just, I think there's two tests for that. You know, I, I mean, the main thing is fruit, right? Does your life bear the fruit? of the spirit, peace, love, joy, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, you know, it does, does, are those the things that people encounter when they encounter you? I think that's important. Um, but I think I, I like to use this kind of demonstration and I say, you know, if somebody followed you and they they couldn't hear but all they could do is see you so they couldn't hear the words you were speaking but they could see the way that you were living 
Would they know that you're a Christian? Would they know that you are a disciple of Christ by the way that you just live? And then flip that on the other side. If somebody was following you around and they couldn't see what you were doing, but they hear the way you speak, would they know that you're a Christian? Would they know that you have a relationship with Jesus? Because when those things line up, when your actions line up and your speech lines up and you're living it, they could see it in both your action and your speech, not just one or the other, but both line up and the fruit is there. That's what it looks like to live, to live this gospel message, to live to represent the name of Christ. And that's what I want. That's what I want my life to be. That's what my, I want my life to show to others. I want it to be that testimony. And, you know, I believe that it's close, but there's still areas where I need to work and grow in that. And I believe the truth is that the environment I'm in now and the comfort that I have around it and just the, the comfortability that I've allowed myself to sink into has probably prevented me from dealing with some of the areas. And so I know this time is just going to help mold me and shape me in a, in a way that no other environment or situation can, that it, you know, it's just going to put me in the right place to really allow God to work in my heart and to make me even more like Christ and to make my life be even a better testimony and example of the power of the gospel. And that's exciting to me because I already look back and I'm like, man, if you look at my life prior to 2010, I'm just like, who is that person? You know, I don't even recognize who I was prior to that. And so much more has transpired from 2010 all the way to 2022. You know, these last 12 years, just constant growth and change in areas where, you know, I thought like I was doing really good in have gotten a lot better. And some areas where I didn't really, you know, feel like there was much that I needed to do or change actually got exposed that, you know, those areas weren't as good as they could be. And that, you know, I, I actually did have some, some pretty glaring weaknesses that, you know, the Lord has helped me with and, and some I'm still working on today. But to me, that's what's important is, you know, being willing to be teachable being willing to grow, being willing to adapt and and continue to progress. And I am definitely one that is continuing to grow. I don't have it all figured out. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm much further from where I was many years ago. And my life definitely aligns more with my call and with my focus on Christ. But there's still areas where, you know, if somebody was following me around, 
and they saw certain areas of my life, you know, I don't think it would portray the the best message of the gospel and, and what it means to be a Christ follower. And same thing, there's still parts of my words. I mean, it's not like I use bad language or anything like that, but <clears throat> there's still aspects of just the way I talk that to me still doesn't line up yet with kingdom and with the truth of God. And, and that's constantly a process of shaping those things and, and letting God work on my speech. And, and a lot of it is just speaking more truth, speaking more in line with God's word and not allowing myself to speak negative things over myself. Um, Because that's a big part of this. It says, you know, life and death, the power of life and death is in the tongue. So we've got to be really careful about the things we speak. And, And again, vastly changed from where I was 10 years ago, even to where I was two years ago. But there's still room for improvement. You know, I, I truly want to follow the pattern that Christ demonstrates when he says, you know, I only do what I see my father doing and I only say what I hear my father saying, what the father gives me to speak. And, and I want to align with that, you know, and when I recognize that those thoughts aren't the thoughts that that Christ would be having when those words aren't the words that Christ would speak, you know, I want to be able to change and and allow the transformation to go deeper. And I want it to be real. I don't want it to be fake. That's that's another big key. Like I can pretend for a while. I can speak with, you know, words that sound holy and righteous and all this stuff. But if it's not real, if it's not really what's inside my heart, then it really doesn't matter. It's just words. And and you can start there, right? You can start with speaking words and maybe not believing. And But over time, your heart needs to change. Over time, your thoughts need to change. Over, over time, it needs to produce the change within you. If it doesn't, and you just do it to appease people, and you just do it because you want people to view you a certain way, that's not going to benefit anybody and eventually you know you're 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 going to let the real come out you know and a lot of times it's it's when you're not expecting it's in pressure moments it's in you know moments where you don't have time to think and you don't have time to really try to you know put on the good face or the good you know uh the good attitude. And and I don't want that, you know? And I, I want it to be me. I want it to be real. I want it to be genuine. Uh, I don't want it to be a show. And I don't want it to be trying to please people. I want it to be because it's who I am. Because it's who I was created to be by Christ. And so that's what I'm really excited about. And this update has taken... A lot longer than I expected, but just some things I wanted to share and, you know, uh, I need to really start journaling, audio journaling this journey 
the significant things and you know getting the passport and the visa was significant it only took one week that was pretty cool um and then you know again today being three weeks out um uh, tickets booked everything ready to go um that's pretty significant too and I, I just wanted to capture that Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode today. I really hope you got great value from it and that it will help to improve your life in some way. If you have not already, please subscribe, review, rate, and share this podcast episode. You can visit home.eternalcrownlifestyle.com for episode show notes, more information, and to contact me. I really look forward to hearing from you. Eternal Crown Clothing is the brand of the bold, the bold for Christ. That's right, it's a bold brand for Christians who are unafraid and unashamed of their faith and choose to live it out with boldness. Is that you? If so, head over to eternalcrownclothing.com today to purchase the boldest Christian apparel available. Always remember, when who you are is unbreakable and what you stand for is unshakable, then the impact you have is untakeable, and that is the Eternal Crown lifestyle. Fame fades, dollars disappear, and trophies tarnish, but the Eternal Crown lasts forever. Come on back and let's do this again real soon.